0: Welcome, everyone, to the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast. The podcast that gets you where you need to be for your fantasies. Now, please welcome your hosts, Sean and Mikey Ra.
1: What is up, GCF fam? It's your boy, Sean, here, and we are back a little late. But we are right on time, as usual, with the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast. Like Kanye said, might not come when you want, but I'm on time. And I'm on time with my boy, Mikey Rock. Mikey, talk to the people. Here's your intro music. What's going on, brother? What's going
0: on, Sean? How you doing, man? I'm feeling great. It was a great weekend for me. Sean knows why. Huge
1: weekend for me, fantasy baseball champion.
0: In both of our leagues, thank you very much. Listen, thank man, you very much.
1: It's interesting. I wish we could get a better like crowd for fantasy, other sports besides basketball, and or excuse me, besides football, because we play everything. We even play fantasy hockey, and it's a fucking disaster. But we've still managed to make I can't the name, final. I can't name one person in hockey, but <laughs> I made the playoffs last year. And I made the final four in 2020 fake COVID year. And did you make the final? no i i lost in the first round all right well you it's clear that we have a sweet pedigree over here so listen without further ado we're gonna dive right in but before we do we want to make sure that we mention the grand central fantasy patreon oh mike by the way i forgot to tell you we hit our best bet on um monday night it wasn't short but i I told our Patreons to bet uh Buffalo Moneyline and the Over. I said in the in the write up blog that basically I think the Bills could do this on their own and they pretty much did. So if you want winning gambling picks, if you want unfucking limited assistance and advice, and I'm talking unlimited, you guys know who you are, the Patreons that fucking hit us up. If you want to hit us up, oh man, I forgot to um Upload Jerry's voicemails. You know what I'll do? I'll put Jerry's voicemails at the back end of the podcast. Did he put any in on Sunday when he was like wasted? <laughs> no, I don't think so. The only
0: thing he did was uh wish me a beautiful happy birthday. So thank you uh very much for that, Jerry.
1: He was saying that he wanted... um you the the rest of the gcfm needs to hear jerry we're definitely gonna i'm definitely gonna put that in um later when i put it all together because he he's he fucking said where is he from he's from wales right scotland scotland he um invited us to his birthday party he was like oh you could should have came over my 60th i would do that if we had money (laughs) i would do that in a fucking heartbeat bro i would absolutely bro i'd have no idea where i am but i would find my way and we would get fucking hammered i would i just want to like spend the day i want to spend the weekend with jerry dude before like before i die or he dies he'll probably (laughs) probably go first no offense jerry but uh yeah, we got it. We got to get over there and see my boy cuz he's the, he's one of the number 1 Patreon supporters. Just like everybody else, you know, our guy Friday, Jake, um Joey, all all these guys, man. You guys support us if you want that same treatment, you know, like I said in the last pod Friday I got the Jamar Chase signed helmet that I got to send out. Um you know, make sure you sign up, but listen, this is the Grand Central Fantasy podcast. You already know what the fuck is going on. It's time to put some respect on motherfucker's names so Mike without further ado. Take you guys it away know kid. the fucking deal. You guys know the deal. It's America's favorite
0: fucking segment. Put some respect on these guys' names. And first, Sean. This is the first time in GCF history we're putting respect on a trio's name. Because like Sean always says, you got to experience everything at least once. That's Sean's words, <laughs> yeah. not mine. Okay. Definitely. But let's be honest. You know, we're going to put respect on Tua Waddle Ooh. and Hill's name, that trio. And you guys know GCF fam. If you know your boy, Mikey rock, he's been uh, pretty much a big hater of Tua. You know, I've questioned him a lot, but after that game Sunday against the Ravens, which was one for the ages you know, I, I had to put respect on his name. 469 passing yards, six touchdowns in the epic comeback Uh, a better be ambidextrous because I think he owes a couple of quickies at the same time to Hill and Waddle. They Hell were yeah. the first teammates to each finish with 10 receptions and 150 yards. In a game. Insane. Insane. The numbers are insane. It's like Madden-like numbers. Hill, 190 yards, two touchdowns. I believe two of the touchdowns were 40-yard plus touchdowns towards the end of the game. Waddle, 170 yards with, with the game-winning grab. Best wide receiver wide receiver duo in the league, hands down. Put some respect on that trio's name. Next, we're going with Nicholas Chubb. Yes, the name his mother gave Oh, shit. And, you know, uh, yeah. You suck. <laughs> That's Sean's uh ex son He man. gave he, you know, he um he gave him up. He didn't want anything to do with him anymore. But Chubb was blaming himself for the Jets loss because, you know, he should have went down instead of scoring the touchdown. But in the great words of Kenny fucking powers, fuck that noise. We score, score, score because it's fantasy. Fantasy comes first. And um yeah. Chubb ended with uh a hundred. I don't know a, a lot of yards. How many rushing yards do they he have? One hundred fifty plus rushing yards. Yeah, and he scored um three rushing touchdowns with. But the best part was several red zone carries, which was a nice change of pace by idiot Stefan uh, Stefanski. Because you know you always see Kareem Hunt in there, but Nick Chubb they kept feeding him in the red zone. So put some respect on Chubbster's name. Next, we got Amon Ra St. Brown, the man Ooh. I donned last season as my favorite deep sleeper. Um, that was on our that was for our Patreon fans last season. I always bring that up because that's my fucking boy to hit hard. My son's back. He's so holy on the field, Sean. They already made him a saint. Get it? Amon Ra St. Brown. <laughs> Mother <laughs> Teresa ain't got shit. Oh, come on, bro. This is going somewhere because Mother Teresa ain't got shit on St. Brown. St. Brown, the fifth most targeted wide receiver um this season and actually he was pretty unholy uh on the lord's day because he was murdering the commanders nine oh. grabs 116 yards two touchdowns the, uh the nine reception game marked the first player in nfl history to have eight receptions in eight plus games he's no longer a borderline wide receiver one sean he's officially entered the gates to wide receiver heaven Take respect off of Mother Teresa's name and put it on St. Brown. Next, we got Garrett Wilson. J-E-T-S. Jets.
1: Jets. Jets. Jets, 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 Jets. Jets. exactly. Don't get me hard. Don't get me this Jets, hard. Jets, baby.
0: Jets Nation, you heard. Oh, man, I wish this was a Jets podcast <laughs> sometimes, but the Jets fucking want a crazy game, the craziest fashion. Only the Browns could put, you know, such a... Debacle lost together. It was great, but Wilson instantly the hottest waiver wire guy this year, uh, rightfully so. Eight catches, hundred two yards, and two touchdowns, and one of them being that final fucking dagger to the Browns' hearts. This dude, he's not just another wide receiver, guys. Uh, he was a first round pick for a reason. Keyshawn Johnson, former Jets number one overall pick, said it best on the uh, radio this week: "Get him the ball, put some fucking respect on the rookie of the year's name." Yeah, I said a bold prediction who gives a fuck. Last but not least, Rashad Bateman. And this one holds close to my heart, Sean. Uh, and I think it holds holds close to your heart, too. Um, he, We told you guys countless, countless times to draft Bateman, well ahead of his average draft position. Several guys, uh, a lot of our patrons, too, have been questioning Bateman uh, the past week, if they should put him in their lineup. And you know what? We told you to put him in, and it paid off. Uh, Bateman took a five-yard slam pass, turned into a 75-yard gem. He showed off his quick feet, uh, his yard after the catch abilities. Um, 21.6 miles per hour was the top speed, uh, the fastest this season. That's for all the fucking nerds out there. League leader in yards per per catch, 27.8. He's a fucking rock star. Four catches, 108 yards, and the second touchdown for him on the season put some respect on GCF favorite name. Let's go.
1: Let's go. What do you think, man? Y'all understand me? When y'all see my, my name, put some respect, respect on. It. That's right. You p- like it these up. sounds? Listen, listen to that. Bro. Put some respect on my name. Y'all understand me? When y'all see my, name, my name, name, put some respect Damn, on. Damn, we get a, we get a
0: fancy around here, bro.
1: We're fucking moving <laughs> you, up in the world, dude. Did you hear? Did it sound good? Yeah, sounds cl- very good. Right. Very good. <laughs> good. Yeah, not bad. It's it's just until us, no we lose podcast. connection again. But oh yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's usual. That's the fucking GCF dif- difference. That's what makes yeah, it. working for us, you know. Listen, man. You know I love it. Um, I just I really want to get down to the nitty gritty of it because not even to make this a Jets podcast, but it really needs to be said. I feel like Garrett Wilson is going to be like the next elite wide receiver Mm. um you said a lot of people picked him up first um you know first waiver wire priority he is a guy eight catches 102 yards two touchdowns from dude from fucking joe flacco it's not like flacco was throwing bombs man if you watch that game which i did jets money line (laughs) and it hit thank you um you know you realize like he was working out in the open field he Garrett Wilson was the one making those plays he was the guy that was the elite player not you know he wasn't getting set up by Joe Flacco it makes me excited for him when Zach Wilson comes back whether you believe in Zach Wilson or not I just think you know he's a guy to um you know really look out for you know dynasty it might be a little too late because whoever has him isn't going to want him but this was a guy that was going in like the 11th, 12th, 13th round. Mike, my question to you is before we get into the other guys, what is Garrett's ceiling for this season and beyond? Because I'll tell you right now, I see for next year and this year, like top 10 wide receiver type thing. What are you thinking?
0: Uh,
1: I want to pump the brakes on
0: that. I don't want to get ahead of myself, especially as jet fans. We get ahead of ourselves. Just think of like when Brees hall went to the jets instantly. We're like, Oh, top 10, like fantasy running back. And we see what's going on right there. So, I want to pump the brakes on that. Yeah, he has the potential to do so. I mean, this guy was a first, um, it was a first round pick. I think he was the second overall wide receiver to go. Maybe the third. I don't know. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, he's got all the talent in the world. I just, you know, I want to see what it looks like too with Zach Wilson now. I want to see, um, you know, because Zach Wilson, let's remember, he missed a lot of the training camp with the injury. um, And, You know, that chemistry, you know, that getting those reps in at practice are really important. So I just want to see what it looks like with Zach Wilson, Garrett Wilson on the field immediately. I'm I'm curious to see if it's like a slow start going off or like Garrett Wilson's going to put Zach Wilson on his back. But, um, for this season, I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go all out and crazy, but I'll, I'll, I'll put him like a low end wide receiver too for this season, um, but he definitely has wide receiver one makings. I forget who it was. I think it was someone on um NFL fantasy or so, some website um some big wig dude and he was saying that hey, Garrett Wilson's the next Justin Jefferson. I'm like whoa. Wow. I, I don't wow. know oh, about that but I I dude, yo, oh my god, I was fucking horny after that, dude.
1: I saw that, dude. I saw it. It it was So I think that's a little bit of a hyperbolic statement, just trying to, you know, cash in on like the moment right now. I don't think Justin Jefferson's the man. He's like one of my favorite players, but I, and I like Garrett Wilson a lot. I like his swag. I think he's got the attitude to be like that ace uh, wide receiver one. But in reality, man, I I do think top 10 is realistic. Not even trying to overhype. I just think, you know, we're 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 gonna get to the Jets again later for some real fa- fantasy relevant shit in starter sit. So let's put it um to rest for now. But I do have a question for you in the starter sits. That is, we're getting a lot of people that are asking us. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Um and real quick, Mike Tua, the you know we already know Waddle and, and Hill hill we've covered a million times we don't like hill but you know because the next two games when he has you know three catches combined then you'll understand why but he has massive boom potential so that's why you do draft him in the second round we never would but we get why people do um saint brown's the man saint brown's got to retire from this shit bro like he's just like a fucking bona fide stud um rashad bateman honestly like that is our son like he might get the fourth uh spot on the GCF Mount Rushmore next to like Antonio Brown, um, Jamar Chase, and there's a couple other guys. It could be DeAndre Swift, too. But, um, you know, every time I see him on red zone, it's like, boom, oh, Bateman got a touchdown. I'm like, that's fucking right, because we get so many questions about Bateman in starter sets on Sundays and and ahead of the week that, you know, it really is a, a situation where just start him. He's a must start. Do you agree with that at this point?
0: Yeah, for the most part, I would say he's a must start. I mean, the Ravens have limited options, but you know, Lamar likes to throw the deep ball. Bateman's perfect for, you know, that setup for the deep ball. Um, he's got great hands, huge touchdown, um, upside. So, yeah, I I would say for the, uh, I would say he's a must start for the most part. He's probably, you probably don't have many
1: receivers better than him. He's a great wide receiver, too, to have on your team. And, dude, just, just to touch on Chubb real quick, I did in the, um, patreon must starts that chubb and hunt were must starts first the jets and i don't think hunt did much of anything fantasy wise chubb was the guy i hope do you think this is do you think this is just a like you know Anomaly type thing, like just one random situation? Do you think this is the team changing its offensive strategy to feature Chubb more? Because that's something, you know, we've been looking to see for years. Like, what, what do you, would you tell Chubb owners? What's the outlook for the rest of the year? Uh, I
0: would say don't get used to it because we've seen this happen okay. before where Chubb got like, you know, 25 plus carries and we're like, all right, this is what we've been waiting for. And then Kevin Stefanski the next week has Cream Hunt having more total touches than Chubb. It just, it's, too inconsistent. Well, it's it's consistent with how Stefanski Stefanski uses uh, Hunt and Chubb almost equally. So I would not get used to it at all. Um, you know, maybe this is the opportunity to sell high on him uh, because I don't think it's going to happen often. But that, that's just how I feel about it. I mean, Chubb and Hunt have been playing together for how many years now, uh, and it's nothing's changed. It's I don't think bad. I don't think Stefanski's going to change uh, at this point.
1: And as you all know, I'm not allowed to comment on the future of Nick Chubb anymore because I have been way too positive drinking the Chubb Kool-Aid and you've seen where it's gotten me and probably a lot of you over the past couple of years. So I'm going to bow out of that debate. Um, All right. Now, without further ado, Mike, are you good on those guys? You want to add anything else? No, man. I think um, my respect column said it all. Here at Grand Central Fantasy, you already know the fucking vibes. We always got to balance each other out. Mike can be a positive guy. I'm probably more positive than Mike, but I'm definitely more negative than Mike on a day-to-day basis. So that's why it's time to take some fucking respect off these motherfuckers' names. (laughs) Oh,
0: shit. Here we go again first nice nice i like
1: kyle pitts your boy mike's boy mike's son mike we win again mike we win again two for 19 two catches i'm sorry i'm not trying to laugh guys i'm just fucking tap dancing on kyle pitts's grave i've been looking forward to this since four o'clock when the fucking falcons game and i'll tell you where i was wrong i was wrong about marcus Mariota. yes the guy's a dog he, he finally figured it out i've hated him ever since he was at oregon rightfully so he's trash but they look good i get what they're trying to do maybe that's an art smith thing good for them but they're working it out Kyle Pitts bro is in the doghouse ridiculously so two catches for 19 (laughs) yards again this time on three fucking targets that's uh four less than last week he's done Mike it's over we told you not to draft him (laughs) we told you not to draft him if you have him trade him for anything I would maybe even I would maybe even fucking drop him if I had to. Stop I really it. Bro, stop. This is like the Eckler, not, drop, not, oh, the Eckler drop, bro. I'm Oh, wow. I forgot about that. No, 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 no. See, the Eckler drop was bad because I said drop Eckler and Mike Thomas. And I was right about Mike Thomas, but I was really wrong about Eckler. He ended up being the fucking man. <laughs> um, Kyle Pitts is dead. I wouldn't drop him, but get the fuck out of here. Speaking of dead people, Trey Lance, bro. Let's take some respect of Trey Lance's fucking corpse, dude. Trey Lance, you know, we told you guys not to fucking draft him. Some these guys were saying, oh, new Lamar, new blah, blah, blah. It was ruining Debo's value, ruining Kittle's value, ruining Auk's value. Even the running backs we weren't fucking um, happy about. But, you know, they're still trotting out Trey Lance. They gave up all those picks for him. Trey Lance goes. He's running, playing like shit, goes to make a cut. And what happens? Bruh. This guy fucking shatters his ankle, bro. It's over. I was watching the game, Mike, and I was like, what happened? It didn't even look that bad. Like, I don't even know what happened. And then they zoom in and his ankle's fucking ninety degrees, bro. I was so I was so happy <laughs> Trey Lance died that day. it It was like it should be a national holiday, But personally, on a personal level, Trey Lance is the man. Because as I was tap dancing on his grave to Mike via text, Mike was Mike was like, oh, Uh, because we were talking about how people on Twitter were like, how dare you say anything about Trey Lance? Um, You know, like this is fucked up. He's hurt, whatever we were. And Mike was like, oh, I like I should feel bad for a millionaire that's like in the strip club. And I was like, what do you mean the strip club? And he sends me the fucking video of Trey Lance making it rain Mm -hmm. on some fucking stripper, bro. (laughs) He was the man for that. I'm you know, they allow guys in wheelchairs and casts in the strip club. So that part of his life doesn't stop. Good for fucking Trey Lance um, for getting pussy in the strip club bad for his fantasy owners Mm -hmm. but fuck you guys because we told you not to fucking draft trey lance we don't listen to gcf get the fuck out of here um yo shout out dev our patreon i don't know if he even listens oh no he does my bad he does listen to this because he asked me he's like have you guys counted how many times you curse on the podcast I was like, bro, what? I was like, no way. I was like, Dev, we'll be here all day, bro. All right, this ain't, this ain't fucking happening. Um, so shout out Dev, our guy. Um, and shout out Trey Lance's shattered fucking body. Um, he's dead. R.I.P. Um, next up, we got Travis Etienne. Mike, Mike, you might be right, bro. It's a fraud alert. Wow, it's it's a fraud alert, Mike. And I might be wrong panic on this, time. guys, but but it is panic time. We're hitting the fucking panic button for sure. Um. Nine rushes for 20 yards, three catches on three targets for 33 yards. No fucking touchdowns. Um, Jay Robinson went off again. Uh, You already know. Uh, I think he got 22 carries, got the touchdown again. I mean, I, and if you're mad at us, I don't blame you. Cause we both hyped up ETN pretty, yes. um, bad. Mike was uh, one of the first ones to yes. uh, hop off the bandwagon. And I'd, I'd say I'm not totally off, but I'm on the back and my feet are dragging. My, my ankle looks like Trey Lance right now. <laughs> um, but. In reality, it's just it's the James Robinson show there. I don't know why Um, ETN might be in the doghouse because he dropped those touchdowns. I didn't I just watched uh, the Jaguars defense ball out. How about Matt Ryan, man? He sucks dick. Holy shit. Um, But yeah, Travis ETN. I'm not trading them yet. I'm probably holding until week five. But we we get real serious about trades from week four to week six. Um, So check back with us then. But, yeah, it it might be a fraud alert, boys. It really might. Next up, we got Dalvin Cook, this fucking bum. Another guy we told you not to draft, okay? Um, On the year in two games, 107 rushing yards on the season, Um, seven for 37, uh, no (laughs) touchdowns. No touchdowns, absolute trash. The seven for 37 is seven receptions for 37 yards. Um, The line is bad, but the line's never not been bad in Minnesota since his career. And I just think it's over for Cook watching that Monday Night Football game. Kirk Cousins is fucking terrible. Um, I'm sorry, Mike. I know that's your boy. You always like stand up for him. And I get he deserves to be stood up for sometimes. But I mean, just just seriously watching every snap of that game and he's just forcing passes. I, I'm so happy the Jets didn't get him when they did. And honestly, good for him because he just keeps getting paid, keeps getting paid, keeps getting paid. Um, Dalvin Cook fucking sucks. Trade Justin Jefferson. He needs to be a Jet. And then <laughs> next up, we have a respect off warning. So this isn't a take respect off, but I'm just letting everybody out there know in GCF land, all the GCF fam need to be aware that we are, Getting ready to take respect off Saquon Barkley's name. After everybody said trade him, um, trade Eckler for Barkley. Oh, I'd rather have uh, Barkley than Jonathan Taylor. All this crazy shit. Last week, and they won. Giants won versus Carolina. But Carolina, that offense is a joke. CMC, also another lackluster game. Don't think we forgot about you, CMC. 72 rush yards from Barkley. Sixteen receiving yards. That's Mike. That's a low end flex. Yes. All right. Yeah. That's a low end flex. That this is your king. This is your king. Mike's the Game of Thrones guy on this pod. Guy on this pod. So, what what would you say, Mike? This is your dragon king, or are What are the dragons doing over there? Uh, I would say off with his head. Um. Oh, okay. Yes. So, <laughs> All right. Off with his head. Not yet. Not yet, not off with his head, like Trey Lance's ankle off of his body, <laughs> but we're waiting for next year or excuse me, next week. Um, and that is respect off their <laughs> <laughs> you suck, Mike, talk to me, bro. I was, talk to me. What, I got What do you think? I got to
0: say that was one of my favorite. Uh, take
1: respect off their names. That was uh, excellent, Sean. Um Well, if we don't have jobs, if I don't have a job tomorrow because somebody finds my employers like he said, Trey Lance's (laughs) ankle, he's a young man. He's got to fuck these guys. I've never and I'll let you I'll let you go. If you are a real sports fan and you're not truly rooting for the other guys, players to get hurt like you're you're you don't care enough bro like you need to if when the jets are playing the giants or the jets are playing anybody like i was hoping jacoby Brissett was taken out on a stretcher the other day like that's just how i am but anyway yeah well anyone who says otherwise is like just lying they just like don't want to look like the
0: asshole but you know what from sean and myself you're always just gonna get brutal honesty and yeah um fuck trey lance dude like of course, I'm going to victory lap these guys on Twitter. This is what I brought up. This is what I was texting you about uh, the, uh, earlier about like people, yeah. th- these guys on Twitter. I don't want to mention any Josh Larky that like all oh, these guys God. are victory lapping um, because they said this guy wasn't going to be good uh, and he got hurt and yeah, of course I'm victory lapping because we fucking told you so. We told you this was going to happen. We told you he's going to get hurt. We told you he's going to suck. And it's the best thing. The 49ers, I'm pretty sure their locker room is fucking hyped, bro. They're probably fucking like popping champagne have just to have Jimmy G back under center, like the guy who took them to an NFC championship game and a guy who they've had Super a Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm sorry. A Super Bowl, a guy who they have had success with. The only thing they want to have to do with Trey Lance is go to the strip club with him. Um So yeah, Hell Trey yeah. Lance is the, the man. man. Um, talk to your local politicians about um, wheelchair ramps at strip clubs. Cause we got to get Trey Lance back in that bitch,
1: but that's the priority for oh, sure. Like we need to make sure he's getting some pussy in his face because it's going to be a long road to recovery. Yeah. Just- and just to piggyback Mike, like, why do you think why do they think we said don't draft Trey Lance? He can't fucking throw the ball and he runs around like crazy and he takes hits. Yes. Like, you know how I know I'm getting old. I watched an interview of Justin Fields, like a press conference, and he's like, I got to talk to my man, Trey. He's taking some of those hits. We, we, we need those. um We need those better hits. You know what I'm saying? And he's like. uh, He's like uh, or he needs to do better at taking some hits. And um, I'm like, bro. This is fucking like Justin Fields is giving guys advice now. Like, what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Another guy we told you guys to stay far away
0: from and rightfully so. Yo, um, Arthur Smith, um, he he deserves to be in this column, Sean, because uh, he said mm-hmm. it's not fantasy football. He said when asked about Pitt's lack of, tar- lack of targets, we're quote, we're just trying to win
1: dude get get the fuck out of here bro
0: we're trying to win that's why we're uh so okay i'm i'm pissed about kyle pitts but i'm pissed about the offensive game plan i'm i'm just something just weird like i love Mariota. i was on Mariota before the season because i said his legs and i like the weapons around him and he's making you know drake london's looking amazing right now and i thought kyle pitts would the same thing would be happening but like it's just there's something off between there's like a misconnection with Mariota and Pitts and the ball's not going his way and pitches isn't doing much with it. But then Arthur Smith said something like that, like we're just trying to win. Like, well, mm. you would think that you would try to target Pitts more, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. But um Travis Etienne, we talked about that last week, Sean. It's just crazy. Yeah. Robinson carried the ball 23 times. This guy just came back from a serious injury, dude. He barely practice. He was no physical contact uh all off season. And and they just keep feeding and feeding and feeding him. Uh how many carries did ETN have? 9 this past week. 9 carries. Okay. Bro. And three and of them three of them came in the final series um when the game was over and the Jaguars were just trying to kill the clock. So he had six meaningful carries maybe throughout the game to Robinson's 23. Oh, I'm nervous. And I was never I was big on ETN, but I was never big on him as a rusher. I just thought that we would see a ton of them out of the passing game. Um, but I don't know. We're not really seeing much, and he's kind of fucking us right now. I know it's still early with him, but, yeah, we um, got to take some respect off his name, 100%. Um, Saquon, I'm victory lapping that. Um, I, I'm going to be victory lapping oh, yeah. when he gets injured. Yeah, you know, the um, after the week one when he looked like um, uh, Walter Payton out there, and now he's looking like. I don't know. Um, who who was that shitty giant running back they drafted early years ago? Um uh, uh fuck Ron, Ron, Dane. Ron Dane, yes. Now he's you know, yeah. he started with like Ron <laughs> Dane. So but uh I'm gonna be victory lapping when he once he gets injured too, because that's what we do at GCF. We victory lap injuries. Fuck yeah. Um and Dalvin Cook, man, that one hurts. So you you brought up how we how we were off how we um weren't big on Dalvin Cook in the offseason. I got I'm gonna put my hand up and say I was. I did have him in my top five for running backs.
1: You you liked him I more did like him more. Usual,
0: yeah. And I think the game script, I think um they had to go away from it because they were out of it early. Um and essentially they shut down the run game for the la the final three quarters of the game at Eagles. Um so I think that took him out of it. But you know, even so, Dalvin Cook is not looking impressive on the field. His yards were carried very low. Um I'm hoping next week it turns it around for the Vikings altogether with Kirk Cousins, with Dalvin Cook. They're facing the Lions. You know, we love the Lions. They're high scoring. The Vikings are going to have to be high scoring as well. And also the Lions defense, you know, I'm um, obviously not sold on. So, yeah, I mean, this this was a great list. I was uh, very entertained, Sean, to say the least. Yeah. All right, good, good. That's that's
1: what I'm rooting for. All right, so we are going to take a quick break, and then right after this, we're going to jump right into the Broncos, their offense, and what else do we have? Bengals, um, Bengals as well. The Bengals, the Bengals. So hang tight, GCF fam. All right, GCF fam, you heard us at the beginning of the podcast talk about the Grand Central Fantasy Patreon We don't mean to sound like a broken record, and you can feel free to fast forward through this. Trust me, I've been there a million times listening to podcasts. But if you are on the fence about joining the Patreon, I just wanted to give you guys a little bit more detail as to exactly what you're going to get. There's three tiers, $5 tier, $10 tier, $15 tier. Um, Each tier has its own level of benefits. $5 tier gets you in the door we answer questions for you when we can you get access to all our gambling picks all our blogs it's usually picks throughout the week the whole sets before um the Thursday games and then we update them as we go based on lines and stuff like that and you know weather and all that stuff and then you know we do our Monday night football game picks on monday during the day and the starter sit that you know i put a lot of time into a lot of effort really studying matchups seeing everything with that so you get that and we can help you when we can the ten dollar tier is the tier you want you get everything in the previous tiers you get more entries into our contest that we do um you know we just gave what we've given away things like signed jamar chase helmet uh DeAndre Swift autographs, um, tons of different things. I can't even remember, but we've given away a lot of sign, sign helmets. Uh Austin Eckler sign helmet once. So, and we when we do big uh giveaways, a Patreon always ends up winning. It, it just is what it is. So it's one of those things where you definitely want to hop into that. But the real, real thing you're getting is unlimited um support from us. We have people in our DMS just constantly banging away on questions. Uh, We have guys that it's, it's literally five, six, seven, eight times a day with trade scenarios. And you know what? We get right back to them. We tell our Patreon members because we appreciate them so much and they support us so much that they are there where we're there for them. And just, just keep using us, using and abusing us. That's what we say all the time. Then the $15 tier that's just if you're one of our fucking ride or die guys, you really support us. You want to you know, be a part of the the team, the dream. When we're on top even more one day, we'll, we'll shout you out. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where you really got to pick what's right for you. We all know money's tight. I, I understand how it is, but you really, if you do want it to just look at it as an investment in yourself, if you're in four leagues, you do the Patreon for a couple months, four months at $10 a month. 40 bucks and you win two of your leagues that that could be anywhere from 200 to a thousand dollars we've had a bunch of guys that won big money based off our advice so something to keep in mind sign up grandcentralfantasy.com or patreon.com backslash grandcentralfantasy the link is in our bio on our twitter at grandcentralfan um and without further ado we're gonna be back talking about the fucking broncos and the Bengals. All right, GCFM, we're back. Hope you enjoyed that little message about the um, Grand Central Fantasy Patreon. Really trying to give you more detail. So let's hop right in to the Broncos. Mike, it is not – so I don't want to hit the panic button, but we're getting enough messages and calls about it that I think it's only right that we address it on the podcast. The Broncos office is not hitting like it's supposed to. Um, Russell Wilson over the last two games – Five hundred and fifty nine yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. Um Cortland Sutton is the only guy that's like really performing uh to the level we thought he would. Hundred ninety-four yards in two games. Um, no touchdowns though, which isn't great. Um Jerry Judy left with uh shoulder and rib injury. He might play this week, but I don't think so. He he didn't practice today. Might be a little injury risk with Judy. Um so what are you thinking as far as... Oh, also, we got Javante, who this is a little bit of a hot topic. I'm curious to see what you think, because I'm not worried about Javante Williams at all. Um, 22 carries in the last two games for 118 yards. Uh, Melvin Gordon has the same amount of carries, 22 attempts for 105 yards, right? But Javante has 12 receptions on 17 targets for 75 yards. No touchdowns for Javante yet. They did give him... um, uh, Goal line carries in week one, and he fumbled. But Melvin Gordon, the same thing, too. Um, But Gordon only has three targets, and he's caught all of them. So, Mike, what are you thinking about the Broncos offense? I am telling everybody, Broncos country, let's ride. Let's stay calm. Let's relax. It's not that serious. It's a new quarterback, new system, rookie head coach. Um, I do think... They'll be okay, specifically Javante. I think he's going to be fine. Mike, Javante is literally your son, um. so talk to me about how you feel about him for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, Javante came from my womb, so he holds a special nice. place to my heart. I'm not worried about Javante Williams. If I'm worried, it's the passing attack, but I'm not too too worried about that, and I'm going to explain why um, and where I think most of the, you know, problems are coming from the root of the problems. And that's the head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. And that's because he's a rookie head coach and he's showing his rookie ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen in the games with him, time management his time management skills have been horrible. Um, getting plays in time to the quarterback have been a big, uh, big concern. It's been talked about a lot. Um, so a lot of people are, are saying like, maybe Hackett should relieve himself from the play calling duties. Maybe the offensive coordinator, Uh, can focus on calling the plays. So Hackett can worry about game management and all these other things that a head coach um, should worry about, but he seems to, you know, not want to go there. So um, either case, just like, you know, just like a rookie player, like rookie coaches have a learning curve. I feel, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a big responsibility when you're in control of a whole coaching staff, 53 players, whatever. So I'm going to kind of give the Broncos head coach a little pass on this for right now. First time as a head coach, Um, he's made a lot of errors, a lot of mistakes and, you know, all you can do from that really is learn from it. You know, he's a talented guy comes from, uh, the Packers system. Um, so, um, you know, he was around Aaron Rodgers, so I'm not, I'm not too worried about that. The, the slow start and everything. I think they're going to turn it around. Uh, but you know, one of the biggest problems with them too, is the inefficiency in the red zone. Dude, they're, they're been terrible. Uh, And the Broncos rank tied dead last in the NFL right now with a red zone percentage of zero. Like, they haven't converted anything. Zero touchdowns in six red zone tries. Uh, I was looking up some of these stats because, you know, I've been watching them in the red zone. It's disgusting. Wilson, 44% completion percentage, and he hasn't even rushed once in the red zone. You know, you always see Russell Wilson spinning out of the pocket, running out of the pocket, trying to do something with his feet sometimes, and he hasn't even done that. So he's looked terrible in the red zone, but – and the Broncos, you know, multiple fumbles in that area have not helped as well. And, uh, you know, we're, we aren't we are too prone to this with the Broncos offense or Russell Wilson, so this small sample size, I'm just going to, like, chalk it up to um, lack of chemistry. Um with Wilson, because I always, that always plays a big part with me when a guy is on a team for so long, like I, you know, with Devonte Adams, I talked about how he wasn't my number one wide receiver earlier on. He's in a new system, new players and stuff. It takes time to, you know, uh, learn and just get on the same page as everyone else. So may, lack of chemistry, I think rookie head coaching, getting the plays into his quarterback is kind of throwing everything off. So um, I'm not going to panic yet because all these are all things that can be changed. And with that said, Sean, I'm, you know, I'm staying pat on Russell Wilson. And if anything, I think I'm using this window to buy low on every single Broncos player. Like my gut says, Russell Wilson is too talented to not score in the red zone and, you know, And my gut says he's still productive. Like this is a guy you and me talked about in the preseason as a potential MVP candidate. That's how good he is. And that's just, that's not just going to disappear. So I'm all in on Russell Wilson. I'm all in, you know, Sutton, like you said, has been the most productive guy and he's like built to be a wide receiver one. And he showed he could put up those numbers. Like he did this past week He had 122 receiving yards. So don't panic just yet. Um, ride the, these, you know, the rookie waves of this head coach and him learning curve. I know it sucks. We want the production now, but like everyone's coming out there and panicking and saying, we need, Oh, should I trade uh Gervonta Williams right now? Should I trade Russell? No, whole, it's been two weeks. Calm down a little bit and maybe use this window, um, to buy low on Bronco players. How, do you, you feel the same way about that, Sean?
1: Of course, dude. I told a patron member on Sunday morning that I felt comfortable enough in the Houston game to start uh, Sutton and Judy, uh, both wide receiver one, wide receiver two, and I still stand by that when everything's clicking. If Judy stayed healthy, I think they score a touchdown, um, a couple touchdowns. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm my only thing is I'm a little concerned for Judy's health just because this is now the third year in a row we're dealing with injuries from him. Yeah, uh, but you know this guy. He, he's special on the field. Sutton's a fucking dog. If you're going to buy law on anybody, let it be Javante. Mike said it perfectly. We're standing pat with everyone. Russell Wilson's still young. Broncos country, let's ride. But Mike, are we concerned about the Bengals? The offense is looking shitty. Not in the sense that, or excuse me, let me let me rephrase that. The offensive line is looking like absolute fucking dog shit, dude. Yeah. Joe Burrow doesn't have any time to throw. He's still making fucking hero. I, I feel like I'm watching Brett Favre Jr., bro. Um just fucking hurling the ball, gunslinger type shit, like, but for real. Not like uh, you know, Baker Mayfield type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like he's really doing it, but it's just not. Really connecting the the offense doesn't feel the same as it did. Mixon doesn't feel the same as it did. T Higgins hasn't really been able to get off um, the ground. So, just I, I mean, Chase is still Chase. He had a monster week, uh, one you know, pretty average week two. But with a guy like that, you know, we're gonna see massive production. It's just for them to go into Dallas and lose was really eye opening for me that hey, maybe this this offense this offensive line is going to be such a fucking issue i mean this is a guy who had joe mixon as a top six pick i think i love Mixon going into the year he hasn't really produced i want to get his um stats up real quick but t higgins he had the uh concussion and stuff it's just it it doesn't feel the same it feels like it's um you know it's going to be a problem now mixon had uh 27 carries versus Pittsburgh 82 yards last week in Dallas 19 attempts for 57 yards I mean that's that's not going to cut it what what do you think about the Bengals man I mean obviously we're not worried about Jamar Chase but what are you thinking about them honestly going into this jet game where again not trying to be a jet homer but I don't I really don't think the jets are going to get their fucking head handed to them if Flacco can play like he did last week and the the you know, hold their own. I don't think the Jets are going to win this game, but I wouldn't be surprised if we're having the same conversation next week about the Bengals. Like, hey, what's going on here? You know what I mean? What do you think? No, I mean, you know, I, I'm i worried about the
0: Bengals. And it's it's not because of Burrow. Uh, it's not because of Zach Taylor. It's not because of the receivers. It's because of the shitty offensive line. And Sean, and if if I didn't know any better, if I didn't know any better, I would think that Joe Burrow was fucking all five of the offensive linemen's mothers because they just <laughs> are letting him get like annihilated, like each of these first two games. It's really bad. It's turning into a fucking nightmare, and you can just see it. It's written on Joe Burrow's face, like he's clearly. He's frustrated and he's bothered and it's fucking only week three and you can see it on his face, dude. It's really bad. Uh, already leading the league with 13 sacks on their quarterback. This is a guy who had a serious injury um, uh, two years ago and, you know, they brought in all these offensive linemen and you know what, you it's know, what, John? we all fucking like bought into this dream and, We were hoping like this new revamped offensive line was going to take the Bengals to that next level where they can win the Super Bowl. And it's just it's it's terrible right now. It's disgusting considering like the abuse he's um, had to go through these past few seasons. Um, So if you look since Cincinnati's offense is you know, they're trying to adjust with their poor offensive play. And, you know, maybe you see it different. This is how I saw it. Bengals were there was a lot of quick slants, a lot of screen passes to their wideouts. They're getting to me. It looked like they were getting away more from throwing the long ball and Joe Burrow showing off his talents like that because he doesn't have enough time to throw the ball. So they're just working with what they got. He he drops back and he's got to release the ball instantly. And teams, you know, they they see it and they're adapting to it. So um, I'm not advising people to trade Bengal players right now. I'm hoping that. You know, the, all these new offensive linemen, um, you know, they start meshing better together. And, you know, these couple of games, they start, you know, building a little more chemistry, uh, some tr- more trust with each other, better communication with each other Um, to the point that Joe Burrow has time to like, he doesn't feel like he's going to lose his fucking head. So I'm not advising people to trade Bengal players yet, but just be prepared for inconsistencies to continue at least, you know, for the early Part of the season until they can start to adapt and, um, you know, shape up that offensive line. That's that's where all the worries are coming from for me. And it's just like a a trickle down effect that falls under the wide receivers, the uh, Joe Burrow and fantasy and we're getting
1: fucked because of it. You can't trade any of them because they're yeah. all performing poorly. Except obviously, you could trade Jamar Chase, but why would you? Um, shout out me who just traded for Jamar Chase in the dynasty league. That's that's something it's to be proud of. They they don't give trophies out for that, but they should. Um, and let me just be clear on T Higgins because I said before, Mike, he didn't get off the ground yet. I mean, I I'm aware he had the touchdown. Um, last week I think he had like 50, 60 yard, maybe it was seventy something. I don't know, but it was around that area. But T Higgins. I so we were expecting if you listen to the wide receiver um preview podcasts we were expecting Higgins to be a Chase Jr like I'm talking 100 yards, two touchdowns for both of them almost every game. I know that's crazy and we haven't really seen anything like that. But this is the way this offense was trending since yeah. coming off the Super Bowl. And yep. Mike said it. He brought in – they brought in new offensive linemen. The line is worse. The line was fucking terrible last year in the Super Bowl. And they they gave Burrow just enough time to throw it and look at where it got, the, got them. And he's not – even, he doesn't even have this time. So what I would do, though, what I would recommend, if you have Joe Burrow, it would maybe be time to start um, yeah. exploring – backup quarterback yeah yeah, backup quarterback possibilities or something like that um just as insurance we're gonna start burrow definitely versus the jets but this this is a big game on sunday and it's something that both teams have a lot to prove not to turn into a jets podcast but i don't have a feeling they're gonna win i think the jets are gonna surprise a lot of people i think the defense is gonna surprise a lot of people jets beat them Um, last year Jets beat him last year with a better team. Um, Chase is going to go off, but let's not, you know, let's not sleep on this, Matt. Everybody, when people said lock of the year Browns over the Jets, I think people are forgetting what the Browns were and people are <laughs> getting lost in the sauce right now yeah. and, and already calling the uh, Bengals to walk. Well, listen, they were going to walk versus the Cowboys. I was one of those people. I, I had them in a bunch of parlays. I think I put them in one of the. Um, picks for the patreon yeah or no maybe I, I think i actually left them out but um good thing i did because what a fucking lost They yeah. lost anyway with the goddamn raiders dude i'm so sick of the raiders that game was crazy, i get hooked dude. on them every year man raiders cardinals was crazy man it was fucking nuts but um all right so that's a little bit of the state of the union for those two teams yep. um, we have our start or sit next but mike i just wanted to throw a little curveball at you real quick while it's on my mind um justin herbert are you concerned um. Now, nah, I'm not too concerned about it. They're
0: saying his injury is something. I, I'm pretty sure he's gonna play this week. Uh but I, yeah, it's, that's what they're saying, right? But now. they're saying that if he plays, he's gonna be pay, playing through pain. I mean, All this right. is the NFL. If you, you don't, if you're not feeling any pain, then you're not fucking playing hard enough. Maybe or I don't know. So I mean, which sucks. And maybe it affects his play a little bit. But you know, this is Justin <laughs> Herbert we're talking about if he's on the field i don't think that we should expect him to
1: have any type of shitty performance so all right yeah i'm not worried either um i'm i what happened i'm surprised you uh, didn't put fat mike on respect on
0: no not yet man not yet because uh, yeah, there's been times when i put him yet. on there and then the next week it's like mike williams one catch two yards
1: we have fun with Fat Mike, who, by the way, he's so skinny now. Like he really dropped he that looks, baby weight.
0: Yeah, I, motherfuckers in shape, dude.
1: <laughs> I so because remember when he was a rookie, he had the Braves and shit, and he was like, yeah. or he had the like, he looked uh, like uh, uh, Mox, rookie he Carmelo cubby. Anthony, you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's like Fat Mike, and then I like see it, and I see his face. I'm like, holy shit! I'm like, is that Mike Williams? Jesus Christ! But um yeah, I mean, same with the Chargers. Hold all your Chargers, fucking goddamn Keen and Allen. The second oh. I put him in my top 10, he's hurt. The guy never gets hurt. I sent out a tweet on opening day, like, yo, Keenan Allen doesn't get hurt. Like, fucking just look at the he numbers. He doesn't, the man. guy's hurt. He doesn't. But now, what are, what are they saying about him? Uh, last I saw, he was he was
0: limited in practice. So, I mean, at least, you know, I, I guess he was participating, they said, in individual drills. Um, I don't know. It's a hamstring injury. So, you know, hamstring injuries like to linger. Um, so we'll see what happens. If a uh, gun to my head, I would say that they would probably want to hold him out. It's early in the season. There's no reason to rush him back. And hamstring I can injuries, see that too. You know? So, I mean, they have a lot of talent on the offense where, yeah, I, you know, they always need Keenan Allen in the
1: lineup, but they have enough of talent on the offense to get by for another week at least. I could see them definitely holding them back because you know this is a team trying to play in the Super Bowl. They almost beat who I think the Super Bowl favorites right now got to be the Chiefs in my mind. Um or actually excuse the me the Bills probably yeah. are, but yeah. uh, I still like the Chiefs head to head. I like I'll take Mahomes over Allen any day, but that's all other podcast. Um fuck the Bills, dude. I'm, whatever. Um I was going to say one Bills, more dude. thing. I oh, hate the for... fucking Bills, dude. I it's hate. So, I hate Bills so Mafia.
0: I hate watching them. Uh, there's always some stupid clip like of these fu- these hillbillies throwing each other through tables, and it's like they're all laughing with like their two teeth sticking out of their mouth. Like, wh- wh- And then ESPN is like jerking jerk Josh it. Allen jerk and the Bills off. off so hard. Like you would have thought that they're in the
1: midst of a dynasty right now. They want to, so they don't just jerk off the the Bills team hard, which they do. Like Diggs had a monster game. Um,
0: you know, I get all that.
1: that. It's before the games too. Go ahead. I was just gonna say they go to the tailgates. Yes, and they're like, look, like you never, you never been to a fucking tailgate before. There's nothing to do in Buffalo besides drink and eat shit food and fucking blow your brains out because it's like a suicide state. It's freezing all the fucking time. OK, there's nothing to do in Buffalo. If you're from Buffalo, I'm sorry. You know, New York. I, I saw this video where they were like, oh, New York City, you're paying for a stadium. Eh. It's like you guys can't even afford to feed your children. And you're like fucking throwing up in the uh, parking lot at Bill Stadium. I can't <laughs> fucking wait for my homes <laughs> to ruin their fucking lives again. Dude.
0: You know, speaking of throwing up, we're re- we're going to get off topic here. But you sure. had to have seen that old bitch. That I believe she was a bagels fan. I, I could yeah. be wrong. And she's in this her seat, and she's she's old. She's hammered. She just starts fucking puking in her seat. And there's Ew, and there's no. a kid sitting in front of her, and he has a neck brace on, and he has no idea. There's like puke, like <laughs> profusely coming out of her mouth. and it's like it has to be like sprinkling onto his legs under the seat. You didn't see Ew. it, dude. No, I gotta send it to you, video, bro. You ten, dece- ten, 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 it wasn't ten, ten. like one puke. She's just like sitting in her seat, like looking straight up, and she's just like, Dude, and like that, the dad's right that, there, and like he's kind of like looking behind him, and it, it, and the it, it just made it worse because there's like a kid with like it looks like he has like a broken neck sitting into the seat in front of her. I can't believe you <laughs>
1: haven't seen it, bro. It was all over fucking Twitter i haven't seen it man i haven't been on like i'm just on the patreon twitter so i don't really see much these days but definitely send it to me that shit is so funny um (laughs) i just keep thinking like football games for kids it's like the fucking wild west like unless i'm like having like box seats or something like i'm not bringing a kid there you know you brought you brought your i brought my son last year
0: but it was it was december um against they the jaguars we were out of it the tickets were like dirt cheap it was a great game they won but like i he was pissed my son he wanted to go to open and day with me and i'm like dude i'm not having you go to open and day like people were fucking blackout drunk fighting each other like that's i mean yeah, I'm, the, I'm a pretty shitty father as it is that would that would make it even worse so yeah was, people, it's me Yeah, exactly I'm the one trying to black out. Oh, here's the video. Female Bengals fan caught on video throwing up several times in her seat to (laughs) her gate. And this kid's got a neck race on (laughs) him. And it's like an old lady with like,
1: like tatted up. It's disgusting, bro. Oh my God. Dude, it's the only thing like that we have left as a society. Like I feel like in 30 years or even like a hundred years or whatever, they're gonna be like, how is tailgating ever allowed? Like you you get like a hundred thousand people to fucking get there at seven in the morning and get blackout drunk and then like all rush into the stadium at once. And it's it's just like insane, dude. Um but getting back on track real quick before we get into start or sits, just to cap off the charger thing a lot of people want to know our thoughts on Eckler, who is our he's the cornerstone of GCF. He's the one our call on Eckler over the past couple of years really took our shit to the next level. Got us a lot of credibility. The best is yet to come from Eckler. OK, I'll tell you that for sure. I, all the signs are there. His coaching staff is a little annoying with how they use him. But if he has touchdowns in the first two games, we're talking about Eckler is the same old same. We thought, he, you know, that's why you picked him second or third overall. Um, so hold Eckler. Go buy him if you can. Eckler's going to be a fucking monster. Um, all right, Mike, you ready for starter sit? Yeah, let's do it, man. All right. First up, we have our boy Marcus Mariota at Seattle. He's a start for me only if I'm streaming quarterbacks. Uh, you know, you probably picked him off the waiver wire. Are you starting him against Seattle this uh, week, Mike? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm watching the video right now. I just fucking don't know. <laughs> I
0: sent it to your you gotta, phone, bro. You got to watch it. But uh, anyway, right. Marcus Mariota. I'm going to say no, but he's definitely like a quarterback. Oh, dude. Oh, my
1: God. Oh, you had to watch it. I thought this was like from far away. Dude, you
0: look at. You think she's done to that. Look at the daddy like turns around. The kid's fucking shoes. Or what? No. Is this real? A yeah, pro
1: dude we, we, got, we got we got we
0: have to like we got to post this video in the pod somehow Oh, this poor <laughs> <shit. Ugh. laughs> all right all right, That's That's right. right. I, I, she I didn't even to try to hide it now. she's just sitting there and fucking y- yakking in front of everybody but you think she knows where she is bro come on god knows where she is she looks like she's she's partied once or twice but back to my guy marcus mariota i'm saying no sean i think he's a quarterback to stream like depending um on your matchup and shit on or depending on who your quarterback is you know possibly but um I'm, I'm gonna say no for now I love the chemistry though I already said with London he's impressive and mixed with like his abilities to run and if if he could find that same chemistry with Pitts, you know the guy you took respect off of maybe I'll start feeling comfortable starting him in the future but uh, I'm I'm gonna say no for
1: this week great matchup though it is a great matchup. Seattle, they won their Super Bowl in week one, so I'd be surprised if they even win another the great game. The Geno Smith. Smith. What a fucking joke. I talk about ESPN jerking a guy off. Um, ETN or Robinson this week against the LA Chargers. You have to. I'll never get used to that. I'll say San Diego till the day I die. Um, you have to pick one. Which one are you playing? I, unfortunately, right now, I, I have that situation, and I'm taking Robinson. You have to, man. That's
0: a smart thing to do. You have to. Out-touched ETN 37-18 in the first two weeks, um, and he's scoring the touchdowns. It's a no-brainer, guys. Robinson, I
1: know you want ETN in there, but we got to stick with Robinson until we see different. Brichard Perryman versus Green Bay. Now, Mike, we asked this question. He was a hot name on the um, waiver wire this week because Mike Evans is suspended, Chris Godwin still might not play, and Julio Jones' status is up there a little bit. So are you starting, Brashard? Perryman versus Green Bay? Or are you going to wait? Is this like a last minute thing? Check out the injury report. I'm starting him no matter what I think, but as a low end flex, I think he probably either finds the end zone or has one big play in a PPR league that gets you that like, you know, seven to nine points that just makes you survive the week. What do you think?
0: Um, I'm going to say no. I get it though, if you want to, because of how thin the room is right now, the wide receiver room. If I'm playing a pass catcher, I'm going to go Gage. I know he's on the injury report, but I just feel like he's the better receiver. And I was pretty excited for him to sign with Tampa Bay. Um, So, you know, Packers (laughs) have been pretty stingy against the pass as well. I could see Perriman breaking through, though, with a big-time touchdown. But I'm going to say no for now. And by the way, uh, to throw this out there, did you you see who the Buccaneers signed at receiver? No. My boy Cole Beasley. Anti vex Cole yeah, Beasley. Yeah, he's on the practice squad and he's going to be coming up um, and playing with the team soon within the next probably week or two. Is Cole Beasley? Oh, he was like out there with
1: it. I remember oh, yeah, with the big bill. time. He, and he's yeah. still
0: he's saying all this shit and stuff. Still, and he
1: thinks he was being like blackballed and stuff because of the vaccine. I think, but. dude. I mean, I don't. Again, we we never get political here. I don't care if you get the vaccine or you don't. Just shut the fuck up about it <laughs> already, Jesus Christ. Um, Allen Lazard, your boy, at Tampa Bay. See, I like Alan Lazard. Caught the touchdown. You see, he's on the injury report again. Yeah, I did see. What that. do you think? Uh
0: no, not a think? chance. Not against Tampa Bay. Um, okay. You know, I think they're looking like pretty elite on defense early on. Um, they I know are. how you feel they about really the word elite with defenses in the NFL now, but they look fucking phenomenal. Um, and you know, mm-hmm. Rogers is gonna have a tough time, I think, getting going. Um, and I think he really wants to like punch his wide receivers in the face, Aaron Rodgers. I think he hates them all. Um, <laughs> you know, does. so um, yeah, you know, I I do like Lazard somewhat, but not against the
1: Tampa, not against Tampa Bay at all. It's pretty easy to be elite when you're the only good one. Um, I remember years ago, again, now I know I'm getting old. Um, they were worried with all the tackling roles that it was going to turn into flag football, and it fucking has, dude. Like, yeah. there, there's no good defenses anymore. No. Um, this one, I this is a no right off the bat, but people are asking. We have to fucking put it out there. Darnell Mooney versus Houston. This is probably the best matchup he's had so far. Um, literally getting nothing from Justin Fields. They're not throwing it to him. Um, I, I like Mooney enough. I think he's talented, um, but I'm I'm probably not starting him, man. I, I don't even know if he you can keep him on your right. If he doesn't do anything in this game, I think he's droppable. What do you think about Darnell Mooney? Oh, I 100% get it. Um, I'm ready to drop
0: him now. I hate him. I fucking hate him, and it has nothing to do with him. It's Justin Fields has ruined Darnell Mooney for me. Yep. Justin Fields has ruined Darnell Mooney for himself. Darnell Mooney needs to get out of there somehow. You can't start him until uh, until we just see some progress, I mean, I know we've seen Darnell Mooney be pretty successful last year with fields on the field, but we haven't seen anything going yet. Um, and even against a defense like the Texans I'm saying, no, uh, you can't start him. A couple of people asked me about a lot a lot of people have been bringing up Darnell Mooney, and a couple of people have yeah. talked about should we cut him?" And I've kind of said, ah, I'm, I'm always kind of weary yeah, about yeah. cutting these guys that you draft early on. But he, yeah, and next week, if we see an offer or nothing go for him, then I, I think it might be time
1: already. It's too early to like give up on these yes. guys and cut bait. I mean, there's so many people that are like, you know, just should I trade AJ Dillon? AJ Dillon didn't have a great game week two, but he had a great week one. And people are like, should I trade him? It's like, guys, like, relax. Yeah. Like, it's it's not that fucking serious. you you got to wait it yep. out. Um, next up, we have Robbie Anderson. Shitty game. Last week against the Giants. Uh, week one was great. Are you starting them against New
0: Orleans? No, I'm not starting them. And I'm mad at myself, bro, for like biting on the Robbie Anderson bait. Um, I, I know, I, like, we all know Robbie Anderson's capable of the big play, but how often do we see it, especially with a quarterback as pussy as Baker Mayfield? So, uh, Saints are very tough, another very good defense, especially in the secondary. That
1: is a hard fucking no for me. Um, I'm right there with you. I, I tried to talk myself into it, but I just don't trust Baker. If he listen, if you're in a deep league, yeah. Um, you're not starting him over guy like we got some questions about like are you starting him over guys like Rashad Bateman, Garrett oh, Wilson? You know, like no, dude. We we got him though, man. We got him. Um next up, my boy. And I'm telling you right now, the comeback if you're not on the fucking Train in the low moments. Do not try to hop on when things are better. Cam Akers at Arizona. Um, He got to share the backfield back last week. Let me see exactly what he did. Um, 15 carries for 44 yards. Three targets caught two of them for 18 yards. If he caught the um, end zone, we'd be talking about how he's on his way back. A lot of people aren't... um, you know, super hyped about him yet? I like Cam Akers. He's one of my number one buy low guys right yeah, now because his name's that. pretty much in the gutter. Um, what do you think about Cam Akers um, for against Arizona this week? You no, know, I think he started
0: that game off like ten carries, forty five yards, and then the next couple of carries he did nothing. So he started off the game like you know pretty much on fire. But I'm going to say no right now. Um, I want to wait till his workload ramps up a little more. Like and like you said, he's a great buy low guy. I'm still a believer in Akers. Um, but for this Sunday, I'm going to go with no, uh, I'm not, I'm not ready to go there yet.
1: All right. Well, that's, I'm starting him. Um, you know, I've started him in a league. I've had to start him in, in a deep dynasty league, but, uh, you know, I, w- I would put him in the flex. I think he will eventually work up to that high end running back to status that we, you know, told you guys to draft him at. So hang in there. Cam acres, shooters I got your back. And last one, Mike, before we get out of here, um, Garrett Wilson versus Cincinnati at home. Is it a start or sit for you? I'm starting him. Um, I'm expecting low end wide receiver, two numbers from him, but like the real question for me, Elijah Moore. This guy really fell off the face of, you know, the trendy fantasy um, scene. He was uh, the number one pick in Dynasty two years ago, coming out of Ole Miss, um, had a pretty good rookie year last year. Injuries kind of fucked that up. But what are you thinking? Are you where do you value Wilson versus Moore for the rest of the season? And would you start Garrett Wilson this week? All right. Well, first, Garrett Wilson's definitely in your fucking lineups. If you got him, good mm-hmm. for you.
0: Uh, Flack, he's. Obviously he's Flacco's favorite target right now, despite what you think of Joe Flacco. Um, I'm not expecting the same numbers as last week, but he, you know, he's gonna have the ball thrown on plenty of times. Um, I'm kind of still gonna say that Moore's the top guy there, Sean, for now. He's okay. he's the one to me who's drawn like the top cornerbacks, the top defensive backs on him for a reason. I think teams are gonna start the game plan a little better for Garrett Wilson, especially after this breakout game last week. Um It's a it's a toss up to me because I want to see like Zach Wilson on the field and I want to say who he's favoring favoring more like clearly he has a stronger rapport with Elijah Moore considering, you know, training camp was cut short for Wilson this year with Garrett Wilson and whatnot. And, you know, he played with Moore and they looked really good towards the the second half of the season last year. So rest of the season, I'm 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 going to go with Elijah Moore for now. I know it's probably not the sexy pick, but I feel like it's
1: the safer pick. I'm going Wilson. Not to be a prisoner of the moment, but I just think he's that level of player. But dude, that doesn't mean like Moore isn't that guy too. Like the Jets have like some young talent here again. Not used to fucking Jets podcast. Get used to it. But they 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 really do. If Zach Wilson can do his thing, if he can be even semi legit. He got enough guys around him. Like this, Joe Douglas really like did his thing. Honestly, I'll give him credit. The Jets um, are back. Besides, the you Jets, know, Jets are back. The Jets are back. Put him back on the fucking The back. offensive. Let's go baby. The, the offensive line needs to get it together. Makai Becton. I mean, he's dead. He, he's the with bills Trey Lance. Suck.
0: I mean, that's Trey under. Lance sucks. Wheelchair ramps. Let's fucking go, Jets.
1: Strippers, cocaine, titties, cocaine, we out. Please.